All right, welcome everybody to the Parkinson's Association of San Diego Microcast Series. I'm your host, Jeff Seckendorf. And today we've got nurse practitioner Kathy Wynn from UC San Diego. And Kathy's going to talk today about a symptom of Parkinson's disease that's of concern to everybody, and that is cognition and changes in cognition. And so welcome, Kathy. One of the issues that I know a lot of people are concerned about when they're first diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's disease is, am I going to develop dementia? Um, to So to start with, developing to, to talk about dementia, um, you have to think of it as a cognitive spectrum. So on one end of the spectrum, you have normal cognition, and on the other end is dementia. And there's actually a spectrum rather than a black and white diagnosis. So in as you start to notice changes in your cognition, we start to call that mild cognitive impairments. And depending on um, the domains and whatnot, um, there's several different areas of your cognition that can be affected. So the mild cognitive uh, can be mild, one domain, or you can have several domains affected. The differentiating feature that takes you from mild cognitive impairment to dementia would be your ability to perform your basic tasks. So for example, managing your finances and your medications. Once you start to need help with that, then you start to go into the dementia spec- dementia spectrum. Um, and I know it's a very concerning feature for a lot of people. Not everybody with Parkinson's disease is bound to get dementia. However, cognitive changes are very common. Um, mainly people will notice difficulties with multitasking and visual spatial function. So what that means is being able to put objects into space, such as when you're driving, how do I fit my car into those two lanes that I can see in front of me? Um, Thinking can also be slower, uh, which is a lot different than not being able to think at all. Um, I think a lot of people think that means they're bound to get dementia, but slowed thinking is different. Um, this includes slower recall. I know a lot of people are concerned about developing um, Alzheimer's, but slow recall is different than not being able to recall at all. So what can you do to help yourself if you have um, noticed cognitive changes? There are some variables we know we can't control, um, but there are variables we try to do what we can to optimize our cognitive health. And what that would include is making sure your general health is in good condition. Um, if you have diabetes, making sure your blood sugars are under control, high cholesterol, making sure that's under c- good control, for example. Um, in Parkinson's disease, um, there's tendency for low blood pressure um, rather than high. But if you have high blood pressure, you want that controlled. But if you have low blood pressure or what we call orthostatic hypotension, um, you should also um, make sure that that's under control. Um, you want to make sure that you get good sleep. Um, you want to make sure that you are able to give your brain the rest that it needs to be able to function. This includes making sure that if you have any sleep apnea, that get taken care of. Some people do need um, what's called a CPAP machine to bring more oxygen uh, to the brain um, to make sure that um, you don't have you have their uh, REM sleep behavior disorder under control. People with Parkinson's will act out their dreams or sleep talk rather than going into that deep REM sleep behavior. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, REM sleep stage that allows your brain to really fully rest itself. 
Mood disorders can cause sometimes what we call pseudo-dementia. If your mood isn't under control, you're depressed, you're anxious, your cognitive skills may not be as sharp as they can be. And so you may come off as somebody with dementia or maybe perhaps um, your cognition appears worse than it really is. So we always want to make sure that um, your, um, your mood is controlled as well as your sleep. Some medications can affect cognition. Um, a very common one is anticholinergics. So we always recommend that you have your medications assessed to make sure that none of them have the potential side effect of uh, impairing your cognition. Um, anticholinergics um, can include like Benadryl, which is one of the reasons why we don't recommend Benadryl a lot. Um, so those are things that you should always talk to the healthcare provider uh, before you take it because it's over the counter and easily accessible. So people may think it's okay to take, but in actuality, there's a cognitive, uh, possible cognitive side effects that you want to take into consideration. Um, in Parkinson's, um, some people will actually have um, cognitive changes as their medicine's wearing off. So if that's the case, um, perhaps you need your medications more optimized. So those are the things that um, are within our control. Now, what can we do to help support each other if there are cognitive changes? Because I know it's very, it can be very distressing. Um, you want to make sure um, having a routine is very helpful. Repetitive tasks, being able to have a predictable day is very helpful for someone to reduce the stress of being having to learn new things, having to be frustrated when you can't remember where you put your keys. So having a routine of, I'm going to put my keys here the same way every day. I'm going to um, wake up and I'm going to do my medicines first so I remember that. Um, so those things are the things that are very helpful um, in reducing the stress, but allowing for you to remember um, uh, what you need to do. Uh, you may need to have some help with calendars, pill boxes, alarms. A lot of us may be resistant to that idea, but I always try to get people in the habit right away because once you reduce, take away the um, stress of having to remember, you can use your cognitive um, capacity for other more other things rather than something that could be easily managed with a calendar or an alarm. Um, making sure you exercise. Exercise is very important. Uh, we all know it helps brain health in general, and that includes your cognition. So we want to make sure we exercise, exercise, exercise. We know that social socialization is very good for the cognition. So I always ask people um, around the person, make sure that they don't socially isolate themselves. Make sure you call them and t you know say hello, take them out for coffee, take offer to take them out for lunch or dinner, uh, making sure that they don't just stay at home in front of the TV. The socialization is very good. And most importantly, just be supportive. You want to listen to their problems and just understand that, yes, you may need more times to do things um, and understanding that this person shouldn't be rushed, decreasing um, interruptions so that you allow them to optim uh, function optimally as possible. So that support is very crucial um, to understand that these are the issues that are having. And this is the support that you can provide so that they can feel less frustrated and more optimized in terms of their function. All right. Thanks, Kathy. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Be sure to check back for more episodes of the Parkinson's Association of San Diego microcast. And you can always find us on the web at www.parkinsonsassociation.org. All right. We'll see you all next time.